two early goals, and Marc-Andre Fleury was able to do the rest as the Wild blank the Columbus Blue Jackets 2-0. We talk about the game, we talk about the current playoff picture, and another trade made today on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another Lockdown Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wilds pick up a 2-0 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, their 32nd win of the season. And as of right now, the Minnesota Wild back in the top three in the Central Division. Now, that may be a temporary position because the Avalanche have five, uh, three games in hand on the Wilds at this current moment. So enjoy it while you can. And for the Wilds, early 2-0 lead holds in this one as Columbus is not great. And it's interesting because the Wilds essentially did enough in this one to come away with the win. They uh, withstood a little barrage from the Blue Jackets down the stretch. And so it is a situation where the, um, you know, it's not like they throttled the Blue Jackets. It just was a game where they got a couple of early goals and were able to uh, make that hold down the stretch. Some things to take away from this one. Obviously, Brandon Duhame scoring another goal and doing what the Wild are going to need to continue to do as the season progresses and being a guy that uh, just gets to the net and is able to help jam that first goal past Corpusalo to make it one nothing. You have Kirill Kaprizov, who has a couple of really good opportunities early. And then on the third opportunity, he finally just pulls up and shoots and is able to wedge one past Corpusalo. But it could have been a more lopsided score if not for the fact that Corpusalo was able to really make some nice saves, especially early on on Kaprizov um, and, and throughout the game as well. He had some really good saves to keep this one at a 2 nothing score. You have Marc-Andre Fleury on the back end who comes away with the shutout, and there were some interesting moments, to say the least. I, I go back to that carom in which it uh, kind of it, it hit off the back boards and just sped right past Flurry to a waiting Blue Jacket. And then there was a ton of chaos in front of the net. Blue Jackets don't score. Later in the game, Matt Dumba helping out um, in keeping the puck out of the net after Flurry sprawled to make the save. But this is what you get at this point. When Marc-Andre Flurry's in net, he's going to, and he has been all season, he's going to be a more animated goalie. And there are going to be some moments in which there's a little chaos in front of the net. Um, but the Wild were able to weather it here tonight. And uh, honestly, with all of the roster moves that we saw this morning, I was a little worried coming into this one that all that chaos was going to maybe cause this team to struggle and to not be able to come away with a win against the Blue Jackets or to go to overtime or something like that. 
but uh, Columbus is dicey. And beyond that top line, they really don't have guys that can generate chances. And so those top guys got a ton of looks. Beyond that, there were, weren't really a lot. And it, it was interesting to see the defense do their thing without Jonas Brodeen here uh, in this game. I thought Dakota Mermis had uh, a nice season debut, not the first time that he's played at the NHL level, but a nice season debut here tonight. He didn't really do anything out of his control, and him and Addison just played kind of a nice, cool, and collected um, they they played some cool and collected minutes here in this one tonight. Didn't try to do too much. Just tried to kind of control things on the back end. And with that and that top line pairing really stepping up and taking the lead, I think that really helped as well because uh, we we had a couple of instances, again, as we've had most of the season, where you get turnovers from Goligoski and Matt Dumba, where a player either comes up to them and just takes the puck away, or in Matt Dumba's case, behind the net, you're looking for who to pass to, uh, and somebody steps right into your vision lane, and you end up just passing the puck right to them. So good to see Spurgeon and Middleton kind of step up and take the lead for those defensive pairings with so much uncertainty with Brodeen out of the lineup. Uh, The Wild also playing a relatively penalty-free game. Only had the one that they were called for, and the penalty kill did their job. Nearly had a shorthanded goal. And so it's one of those where I think we would be a little more upset if it was a higher-quality opponent, but... With it being Columbus, with it being on the road, I think it's a situation where with Toronto on the schedule tomorrow, I think the Wild did enough to win the game and just kind of rode one out. And honestly, against a team of Columbus's caliber, that doesn't bother me all that much because you're saving bullets for Toronto, and that is going to be a meat grinder game on the road tomorrow night uh, against the Maple Leafs. So Wild did what they needed to do to come away with the win. Marc-Andre Fleury gets a nice confidence booster with a shutout. Brandon Duhame keeps his role going. Kirill Kaprizov does Kaprizov things. And let's not... um, Let's give a shout out to Ryan Hartman as well, who came close to an empty netter to keep his scoring streak going. But yeah, all in all, a win against the uh, the Blue Jackets to pick up uh, that 32nd win of the season to move back into the top three in the division, pick up two huge points to keep in front of those that uh, are chasing the Wilds in the playoff picture. Now, we have a trade to discuss. We have some other rumblings that have uh, have started to take shape with a uh, particular target that has been linked to the Minnesota Wild. So we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about the blue, uh, the keep wanting to say the Blue Jays. We'll talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. All of that as we continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast after this. 
Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We have hit the midway point and beyond for the NBA and the NHL, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers to shots to goals. You name it, they've got it. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the NHL. Continuing tonight's Locked on Wild postcast, Minnesota Wild again blanking the Columbus Blue Jackets to nothing. There was a trade made today in the Wilds uh, helping facilitate a trade to the uh, Boston Bruins, taking on a little bit more in the way of cap and the Wilds picking up a 2023 fifth-round pick in return. So that pick comes from Boston, and uh, the Wilds making the trade uh, with the Bruins to help them facilitate the move uh, and taking on 25%, I think it was 25% of the uh, original contract. And so you have all of those uh, elements coming into play uh, and really not surprised that the wild opted to go this route once again, because the wild are going to have a ton of space. They continue to have a ton of space going into the um, trade deadline. And so uh, using that effectively to add some picks And uh, it is interesting because, you know, you look at this and the Wild now have accumulated a 2025 draft pick and now a 2023 fifth round pick. And so you're taking on minimal amounts of salary. And it's I think Dmitry Orlov was the player that is headed from Washington to Minnesota to Boston. You're taking on 25 percent of Orlov's remaining salary for the year and his salary for this season was 2.25 million. So you prorate that and you're taking on 20%, 25% of that. So it's just, it's a super minimal amount of salary cap space. It's not like you're taking on the entire contract and you're getting a fifth round pick for it. And I'll mention it because Everybody else has last time the Minnesota wilds got a fifth round pick from the Boston Bruins. It ended up being Kirill Kaprizov and it just, it's not going to prevent the wild from making more moves at the deadline, but it's also giving them some additional draft picks that Judd Brackett's going to be able to work with 
We have talked about in previous episodes, uh, I think we did one this past summer, about how the Wild just don't have a lot of guys from the third round and down that have worked out. I mean, you've got Kirill, you've got Brandon Duhame, who's on the roster right now, but you know, beyond that, the success rate for the Wild with those later picks is not... Um, is not as good as some other franchises have. So giving Judd Brackett some additional draft ammo while also keeping your options open as the team continues to win moving to the trade deadline is really the best way that Bill Guerin can play things at the trade deadline. It's it's not going to prevent him from being a buyer. And you know now that this team has won four games in a row again and is some crazy how three points out of the top spot in the central division. The central division is super tight right now. And the wilds, despite all of their struggles, even a week ago, they continue to keep pace and teams in front of them continue to kind of, lose control because look at it this way. Dallas Stars have lost five in a row. Winnipeg Jets just lost their most recent game. The Wilds are even with all three of them now in games, all two of them in games played. And the Wild are three points back of Dallas. They are two points back of Winnipeg. And so if they continue to win, that is going to push Bill Guerin towards the hey, maybe we go get a top six forward to help out this offense. And so as long as they continue to uh, pick up wins and to start to show some signs of life in the scoring department, then that's going to move them more towards that buyer than seller position. Now, the opponent for the Wilds coming up tomorrow night is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Maple Leafs, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They're second in the Atlantic Division and uh, just coming off of a win in their most recent game against the Buffalo Sabres. That was two days ago. So the the Maple Leafs are going to be super well-rested in this game. And they also have former Wild centermen for like 10 minutes, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, in the wings, and he has already made a massive impact with three goals and five total points in the three games that he's played since he was traded. But you know the names. You've got Mitch Marner, you've got William Nylander, Austin Matthews, John Tavares. It's a team that is just full of star power. And if the Wild are going to come away with the win in this game on the road, they're going to really have to keep this one tight and uh, try to limit chances for the Maple Leafs to come away with goals. You're going to come in with a red-hot goalie in Philip Gustafson. He gets the start, so he should be able to, if he keeps his, his role going, he should be able to help keep the Maple Leafs off the board early while the Wilds kind of get their legs under them uh, for that um, that counterpunch push that they'll need to come away with points. So this is a big one tomorrow night. And uh, the hope is that the wild will be able to uh, 
I would say at least come away with one point uh, against this Maple Leafs team, if not two. But we were saying that against the Los Angeles Kings, and what did the Wild do? They got both. So it'll be tough, but uh, hard to go against Philip Gustafson with what he's done recently. And it seems like this team has got a little bit of their swagger back. So a good win for the Wilds. Not the prettiest of wins, but again, you did what you needed to do against a uh, pretty disastrous Columbus team. So wild to pick up two big points. We'll do it all again tomorrow night, and that will wrap up tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. So now that uh, you are now that we're finished, make sure you check out Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms on social media, as well as on YouTube. We will keep you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild as we move towards the trade deadline and the rest of the season beyond with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.